welcome to Blooming Out, Indiana's only LGBTQ news and public affairs show featuring music, events, and interviews, both local and global. From the WFHB studios in Bloomington, Indiana, this is Blooming Out. Good evening and welcome to Blooming Out on WFHB. I'm Jeff Poling. And I'm Olivia Davidson. On tonight's episode, we will have our featured music along with our LGBTQ plus area calendar. But first, we will be speaking with our special guest this evening, who will be entertaining at next week's Bloomington Pride Summerfest. Raised in upstate New York, Sinclair was one of the youngest in a house of 11. She quickly found her niche in the home by carving out a space in music. It became a place to hide and her avenue out of the heavy pull of family obligation and tradition. She left home and spent some time in New York City recording with established producers and songwriters while learning any instrument she could get her hands on. After New York City, she found herself in Los Angeles working on her critically acclaimed debut, Extended Play. Released in the fall of 2014, the Sweet Talk EP featured the haunting yet uplifting standout, This Too Shall Pass. It's a song that's rooted in Sinclair's stifled upbringing and redeemed by her understanding that time and space will heal all things. Prior to the release of that EP, Sinclair settled into her new home, Nashville, Tennessee. The music that followed would be the first that Sinclair writes, tracked, and produced on her own. With the help of her two bandmates, she brought in every sound and influence from the modern pop scene that she adores, while keeping the authenticity of her songwriter past. This past spring, the Colorblind EP was released and shows a sharp departure from her debut collection. These songs mirror a young musician coming into her own in the studio as both a writer and a producer. Sinclair uses a mountain of beats with sharp synth sounds and sliced guitars to reflect the energy and color of these songs. Sinclair, we're so happy to have you join us tonight. Welcome to Blooming Out. Hey! Oh, thank you so much. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing all right. How are you? I'm actually really good, yeah. Great. Glad, glad you're on the show, Sinclair. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. So we are very excited because you are going to be performing here in Bloomington for Pride Summerfest. We're very excited about oh, that. Oh, yeah. It'll be my first time playing, actually, in Bloomington. I, um, it'll be my second Pride, but uh, it's going to be... I, I'm, I'm beyond excited. So I don't... I think um, the, first, the first Pride I actually played was really cool because it was the weekend after the, um, the federal decision of the legalization of gay marriage. Oh, wow. And nice. uh, it was the day after. So it was just this huge party in Nashville. And uh, so that was an amazing memory. And I know that the, the show next weekend is going to be really, like, up there with it. So I'm excited. Definitely. Yeah, this is the um, third year for our Pride Summerfest. And it has... I think it's doubled every year, and um, it's, oh. yeah, it's it's it is something in the community that is just really taking off, and people are super excited about. So um, that's amazing. Yeah, isn't that great? So is that is that kind of uh, is it kind of a newer uh, community there? Like, are, are things kind of opening up a little bit more? Well, the um, I haven't been, spent much time in that city. Sure, sure. Well, um, actually, uh, the pride um festival or celebration um in the past has been in the winter it's been oh. the um film fest and we have a really great film fest here at the bus kirk chumley uh theater um in january uh, but uh, this is the third year that they've introduced a, a summer fest you know um 
And, uh, you know, we just, we block off a couple of the streets, put up stages, and it's just... So a, cool. It really is, and we have a, a, a quite a, a range of ages. I think that's something that you'll notice and, and find in Bloomington, that um, we have quite a, a youthful community, and I think they're going to just love your sound. So... So excited. Yeah, so so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, what... what um, motivates you to, you know, to to make that that sound that the particular um, kind of, um, uh, you know, you do ballads, you do upbeat stuff. Um, yeah. What? Uh, you know, I, yeah. I, I had like a really interesting journey. Um, uh, without getting into personal stuff, you know, right now and uh, until we talk further. But uh, I I grew up in a home that was like very very musical a lot of a lot of that in my background so uh, since i was like four i grew up hearing classical piano in my house um from my older siblings playing um i my mom would listen to jazz records and um and barbara streisand records and um and my favorite my first favorite cassette tape was a greatest hits beatles uh cassette tape oh my god i love them i would um, we were in a 15-passenger van on, my, on our way to Florida for a family vacation, <laughs> and uh, and I think there were there would have been nine of us at the time. Um, I was the, the second oldest, so seven kids, mom and dad, and we're on our way to Florida from upstate New York. And I, I mean, I get nauseous very easily. I, you know, driving through the mountains and all that jazz. Sure. But as a four-year-old, I remember my parents, I drove them nuts because I would always be like, as soon as I'd start to feel a little car sick, I'd be like, I'm getting sick. I have to hear the Beatles play. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, like, as far as I remember, of course, maybe I just was so excited about, you know, hearing the, hearing the Beatles music that I, I just remember, like, not being sick every time I heard them in my imagination. I'm, I'm pretty sure I still threw up sometimes. <laughs> talk about that too much on on the radio. But, yeah. So um, anyway, I I, I had a, a a really kind of a a wide variety of of uh, influences growing up, and I think you know the sound that I make now. It's kind of in my mind. It's kind of a little bit of a collaboration of a lot of that Brit rock that I love, starting with the Beatles. That kind of early influencing um pop rock sound right um mixed with actually i mean the song that i think we'll be talking about a little bit later um has a lot of kind of my my love for classical guitar a little bit of that injected into it just some of the spanish stuff i i studied classical guitar for years and um and that's that was one of my favorite seasons of of you know musical learning um it was so inspiring um but God, having long fingernails is a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't, I don't do that. <laughs> I don't do that so much anymore. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I I spent a lot of time doing that, and I loved it. Um, and then I also love I love funk music. I love funk. I love urban hip hop. I love I right. love stuff that has a really nice, like sexy groove or fun sure. fancy groove. I just that's. It's my jam. I love music that makes me feel good. So, um, but I also like stuff that makes you think. So I've kind of got, I, I do my best to give myself a chance to breathe and not 
corner myself too much sonically right um to where people assume oh yeah she only does light fluffy dance music or she only does you know um really chilled out sit down at a coffee shop and listen to all the words kind of music um right i i really love it all um I enjoyed yeah. your um, as I was um, listening to or watching uh, some of the YouTube uh, videos. Um, I enjoyed your your um, keyboard, your your piano playing as much yeah. as I enjoyed the the guitar. I, it, you just seem to just do a little bit of everything. And I and I did want to ask you about your your musical training. You said you were you 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 had classical guitar. Um, Yep. Were, were you trained in keyboard, or was that just something that you kind of picked up with, uh, with the family? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was actually a family thing. So I actually, um, I studied classical piano from 6 to 12, and, oh, man, you know, I probably would have done better, except that I was, um, my parents decided to have my oldest sister teach me. So um, I was studying for my big sister, which was great, except that, you know, like, it kind of just added a little bit of extra tension around the house. <laughs> I would I would be, you know, sitting down at the piano, and, uh, and she'd be like, you're not practicing what you're supposed to be practicing. <laughs> so there was a lot of pressure um, all the time to be making sure that I was practicing, and I, I started to kind of hate studying piano because of that. Sure. Um, but then, honestly... Um, you know, I learned a lot um, in that time as much as I didn't want to be as a kid. I was kind of pushing it away. Um, I've been, I've used piano a ton in the last six years or so. I've just, it's been one of my favorite things. It's like almost therapeutic to sit down and just play um, and write. And um, it's it's been an amazing thing. I'm really actually grateful to my parents for making me stick with it. Right, right. As long as I did have to. So yeah. So you. So so how long have you been actually performing? Right, because um, you were you were studying music. Um, you you've been studying. Obviously, like you said, you grew up with a family that that loved music and it was a part of your life and everything. But how, like, what's what's the story about? Um, uh, touring, performing, um, you know, the, uh, the uh, impressive, um, uh, uh, record deal that you've been getting and that, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So, you know, it's, uh, it's funny. Uh, the music industry is, um, it's a bit of a whirlwind. Mm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it's, it's really tough to break everything down completely, but, um, in a nutshell, um, after I, so I've been performing for, for quite a minute, um, in high school, I, I started kind of doing some coffee shop things and people were really, um, really receptive and encouraging. Um, so that gave me, um, a really good sense of like excitement about it. And I wanted to keep learning and keep growing and, and keep doing it. Mm-hmm. That said, um, you know, the music I was writing in high school was very, um, God, it just wasn't very honest. Um, and that's, it's really hard to write amazing songs when, when you just feel like you can't actually say a word that you're thinking. Um, and that's kind of what it was in high school. Uh And then, um, but even in high school, I had some, you know, crazy music industry experiences. Um, 
my my first manager kind of you know sent me off to LA. I did the whole co-writing thing for the first time, and it was crazy. Um, and I I really did some part of it. I loved some part of it was a little overwhelming. Um, and then while I was in Los Angeles on about a two and a half month writing trip, I I that's when I called home and I I came out to my parents and um, that was a complete yeah that didn't go well to say the least and um, I ended up back at home after that for about nine months <clears throat> and I was uh, I had just turned twenty wow um, and I started I went home. My dad's a pastor. Um, I know you asked about um, label stuff, but I, I guess it's all kind of intertwined in my mind. Sure, sure. Um, it's part of the journey for me to actually wanting to continue writing um, and performing. But I I went back home, upstate New York, and my dad is, like I said, a pastor. Um, and I, you know, I... I went to delivery services and things of that nature um, to try and um, make my parents happy and trying to sort out what was going on in my head. I just had a massive amount of confusion um, because it was all I had ever known, but it's also something that I tried to pray away almost every day of my life. And here I am finally telling my parents, you know, this is me. Um, and it's real, and I've been trying to, I've been trying to deny it, but there's absolutely no way. Um, and so, you know, I went through this crazy experience with them, but that was when I actually started really writing songs. I mean, okay, but, uh, it was in that time that I was home, and I, man, I was, I was actually really depressed, and at the same time, I felt like I was about to be the happiest I had ever been, but I, I was really having a hard time grasping that other side. And that's, um, that's what this two shall pass is about, um, is that season of my life. Um, but I, I started really writing real songs and actually my, my mom, I remember one night I was playing a song that I written and it was again, like I told you, like I wasn't really writing real words that really meant anything to me. Um, and I was playing the song that I had written. Um, and my mom walked in the room and just freaked out and, and told everybody to leave and, uh, and said she just didn't want to hear anything like that ever again. And, uh, wow. And it just was a very traumatic experience because I, I was, I was trying really hard to be honest for the first time. And then, you know, I had a few other experiences like that with my parents. I, I, sure. you know, I don't need to yeah. completely go into detail, but I, I finally moved to Nashville. Um, right, right. And I, I, I kind of just worked up the nerve. I had had enough people tell me that, you know, I, I could have a life outside of my family. And, you know, imagine, you know, Imagine just a, a street of about, you know, maybe 200 people, all different families. Mm -hmm. That was, it was almost like that was my life. It was like a little village. Um, and it's really, for the most part, what I knew. Um, and fortunately, I had taken some trips out of town and had experiences that kind of made my mind a little curious. And, um, 
I kind of had that. I had some real world experiences, if you will. Um, right. So, and, so um, go ahead. could I could I ask you, uh, Sinclair, if because I'm I'm dying to um, to to play some of your your music. I want people to hear what what's going on. And I think what we're yeah. what we're going to play first is um, it, it's actually uh, one of your your newer pieces. Is is that right? Okay. So would you mind just um, just uh, just briefly kind of um, mention describing it and then um, then we can get back to, to talking more with you. Excellent. Great. Yeah. Um, Barcelona is the one you're going to play, right? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Awesome. So uh, I, this song, God, I was uh, just writing with my bass player and, um, you know, we were just having fun kind of jamming out and um and i was like man i i love spain i've actually never been to barcelona which is sad Mm -hmm. but um i i was gonna make it malaga or something like that but it just didn't have the same ring to it Uh um and uh and i was like well you know what if i write a song called barcelona that means i have to go exactly (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) okay awesome um it's just a fun party song kind of a let go um, okay. and have fun and uh, I, I tracked and produced it um, with my band voice. So Awesome. Okay. Alright, so we are going to listen to Sinclair and Barcelona and then we'll be back uh, to talk more with Sinclair. Boom. Circle in the lights in the street Red heels Stepping out of Maserati Sparkling Sweat on neon bodies From there There's a feeling in the
We're back here on Blooming Out with Sinclair. You just listened to one of Sinclair's latest songs, Barcelona. Great song, uh, Sinclair. That that was that was like you said. It was it was upbeat. It was kind of joyful, um, and uh, and that and so now you have to go, right? <laughs> now I have to go. <laughs> have to Make, go. Makes me want to walk down the streets of Barcelona listening to that song. I know. <laughs> yeah, baby, little, little earbuds. <laughs> exactly. <Or maybe. laughs> Perfect. So, so we we were talking about um, your uh, your up upbringing and um, and how you you know had to to process all of this and and dealing with the conservative family uh, you know upbringing and everything and um, your um, did did you get a lot of um, of support from from siblings from from other parts of your family or friends where. Who 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 was your your support group during that time? Or yeah, that's a that's a really good question. I mean that that's that's really a significant thing um, because I know that I wouldn't have actually moved away from home had it not been for um, a few of actually my parents' close friends um, that were very encouraging. Um, which, you know, that's a whole other story in and of itself. And in terms of um, siblings, uh, you know, unfortunately, none of them are really um, are really close to me, and none of them at the time were necessarily what, what one would call supportive. Um, so I don't necessarily have um, support from right. any of them. And, right. I mean, none of – I invited my whole uh, direct family to my wedding – um, uh, a little over a year ago, and you know, none of them came. But I will say that I have cousins and aunts and uncles and my grandparents who are all very happy for me. Oh, awesome! Um, so that's you know, that's amazing. And then I think most importantly, the thing I've learned is that there's just so much family to be had in the people you choose to be in close community with. Right. Um. Yeah, and it's like that's amazing. We've we've got so many close close friends here in Nashville, and some really close friends in San Francisco and in LA, um, and that's priceless. So. Right, right. So, um, so, so speaking of that, um, like I said, we we do have a, a lot of um, listeners of all all ages and everything, uh, but we do have quite a very vibrant, um, youthful community here. We have a, a youth group, an LGBTQ youth group that is really um, active in Bloomington. So I know we have a lot of people listening. What kind of message would you like to? You know, to just say to them as far as, you know, what you learned and what you went through and, you know, uh, about their struggle and about, <laughs> you know, not giving up and, and like you said, finding family in, you know, family that you choose if, if you don't have support from your, you know, the one, the, the, the family that you were born yeah. with. Um. I I would just say that I mean there is there is nothing more um, freeing and exciting than embracing 
your unique quality. And I guess that being a lot of different things and not not feeling cornered into anything. Um, and I guess when I say that, I mean, you know, you don't you don't have to feel pressure to be, you know, a part of. You don't have to have the same opinions and feelings as everybody else um, in a religious community. If you have a faith, um, you don't have to be underneath that branch completely. You are your own unique person, and you have your own unique experiences, um, both with relationships um, and your orientation is just, it's a part of you. It's not, it's its something to embrace, and I think that that just, man, it, it kind of, it makes, it creates so much love and peace when people can embrace themselves, um, right. even if other people don't embrace it, um, even if, you know, you have some adversity, um, it's, it still creates peace in the sense that we are, we're making the right movement now mm-hmm. um, for the next generation, too. And so sure. finding, finding a way to live your life with integrity and honesty and openness, um, and first and foremost, love is just, it's, it's really vitally important, and it's, it's the best thing you can do with your time and your life. Um, and it's scary. It's really scary sometimes. Sure. Um, so did, did, I, did, yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. Well, I, I was, I was going to ask, um, so, you know, when you, when you did come out and you, and you went through that process and, and like you said, you, you know, your, th- many things changed. Uh, did your, did your music change? Did, did your lyrics, did the, did, did things start coming out then that you hadn't really written about before? Big time. Um, God, I mean, I had a lot of pent-up um, frustration I, right. in, in a lot of areas um, because, uh, you know, obviously there was the sexual uh, repression that is obvious, but because of that there was so much other stuff that just was dying inside of me. So, you know, at that time for sure I started writing... Um, I started writing more down-to-earth lyrics. Um, before that, I had felt so much pressure to write um, all these positive, flowery things, and I couldn't really be real. And, you know, you can't write about um, desire, and um, you can't write about um, not having regrets about something, or that kind of stuff. My, You know, my upbringing definitely kind of boxed me in right. lyrically a lot. Um and so I was able to just be really real. Um, and this, this EP, I mean, I really just kind of had, I, I did my own thing. I completely did my own thing. Uh, didn't have to, didn't have to please any, any, um, producers or any, anybody really. I, it was literally just me releasing this, um, particular set of music uh-huh. and, um, and, and- I could say whatever, whatever I wanted to. Sure, sure. Now that EP you're you're talking about is the colorblind EP, the one that was Barcelona. Um, exactly and right. And uh, yeah, and um, yeah. So so I would say that my music changed a lot, and I mean sonically, just the sounds that I'm using. A lot of that's changed just because I've been free to be on a cultural journey as well. I've had 
the chance to just go, you know, enjoy people and different communities of people um, without, um, I don't know what the word is. I've just, I've, I've been open to it. I've been completely open to it right. um, and experiencing um, other people's idea of, of music culturally and all that jazz. So it's, sure. I guess it's just, it's changed everything, and I can listen to whatever I want to. Um, right. I guess that's an interesting thing that, you know, I, I don't think about it very often now, but that, that, that is a real privilege. Um, sure. Because sure it is. that is, yeah, that is a newer thing for me. And um, when I say newer, it's like I'm, I'm 26, so okay. uh, right. six years. I, yeah. Sure. I've kind of been on this whole new journey, um, and it's been incredible, so... Well, and it's kind of interesting that country music is not your main genre. You talked earlier about how you don't want to, like, box yourself in and, you know, never say never kind of thing. But it's interesting that you still ended up in Nashville. It is. Um, so so I picked Nashville because, um, you know, New York is, like, wasn't quite far enough away from home, uh, New right. York City. And um, it also is a, is a, it's a very... Um, it's a very like challenging to kind of break your way into a music scene. Um, it's a little bit of a smaller music scene and it's a, a wider population. Right. Um, and then LA is, I love, I, some of my friends are there. They make amazing music. I, I love a lot of the music that comes from them. Um, but LA was all, it was a little bit too dramatic a change for me. I felt, um, especially mm-hmm. considering I was moving away from home right. for real for the first time. Um, sure. So I kind of thought, hey, 16-hour drive to Nashville, let's yeah. do it. And I had one friend here. I had one friend here at the time. Um, and I got here, and I'd been hearing that there was so much more than country going on in Nashville. Right. I had no idea if that was really true or not, and turns out it is true. It is, okay. Yeah. Um, it's really exciting. It's a great time to be here, but you know, and I actually I've grown an appreciation for country like I never thought I would, um, especially older country. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I actually love like the Dixie Chicks and stuff yeah. like that. Um, but generally speaking, I I really wasn't much of a country listener, and uh, and I've kind of grown to appreciate the lyricism the lyricism being here with a lot of the writers. Mm, okay. so. we, we interviewed, um, you may know, uh, Indiana Queen, Kevin Thornton, no. uh, uh, recently, uh, Nashville. Um, but yeah, that's that's what he was saying, that that the town, is, he said there's just, there's so much and, and it goes way, you know, way beyond the, the traditional, you know, country kind of... Um, you know what you would think of as uh, as Nashville, yep. but yeah, it's re- it's really a great city. I love Nashville. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so you great. were talking about the the wedding that um, that you invited your um, you know family and friends and everything to, and which was how how long have you, have you and your wife been married now? Well, we've actually been legally married for a little over two years now. Oh, okay, um, and. Uh, so it was June 11th, um, 2014. We got we had a big celebration. Well, it wasn't it wasn't huge. Um, I think we invited like a hundred people or something like that. We had a celebration here in Nashville uh-huh. last May, May 1st, and it was incredible. We actually had it at um, uh, an all boys school. 
Okay. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a gorgeous, gorgeous place, and and the headmaster and I are our friends and uh people were just like oh my god you're having a conservative all boys school <laughs> <laughs> you, you kidding me that's great but it was really it was kind of a neat moment uh to be there and um having having the ceremony with all of our friends and family um in that place but yeah um you know it it it's again one of it, it's again one of those memories i think back and you know all the most important people um especially at the time that are like were basically family and and a lot of family too um natalie's family is very supportive and and i'm really close with them um her dad walked her down the aisle and all that jazz it was really beautiful but um we uh we had just so many people uh, i think about the memory and and you know i don't really feel like oh man i'm so deprived my none of my whole family came you know all, all 10 of them couldn't show up um right plus i have 20 nieces and nephews p.s oh, wow. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so keep track of that shit. <laughs> so i um i am so excited that um that we are going to get to hear your sound next next weekend at, at Summerfest. you know um People are really, really excited. I can't recommend enough that um, that they check out your videos on YouTube. Now, what's your website, um, Sinclair? Um, you know what? I would recommend people just go to the Facebook page, which oh, is just Sinclair. Sure, sure. Yeah, you have a great page, um, all kinds of postings. And, yeah, I found a lot of information on there. And and your, um, your, your EP... Um, which, you know, we had l- just listened to Barcelona and, um, I really like the, the SMX, right? The love yeah, song. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and that stands for? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, really, that's a really cool, of course I like dance music, so that's, you know, really a, a fun one for me to, to watch and everything. But, um, so you're going to be, again, you're, you're performing at, um, Pride Summerfest. How did that actually come about? Who, who, you know, were you contacted? You know, I believe I'm going to get this right. I've never met her before, but, um, uh, Sarah Perfetti. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. She, um, she, uh, Sarah, Sarah found you. How she got a hold of my music, but, um, she found <laughs> my music and, um, she wrote me one day and then I just, I said, yeah, let's, let's get this going. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's we, how that, we, we, yeah. We, we try to be resourceful here in Bloomington. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bring, love it. Bring people into town, but so, um, well, I'm, I'm afraid we, right now we, we've kind of run out of, of time. Um, we've, really enjoyed talking with you and cannot wait for next weekend i am so excited thank you for having me guys yeah well thank you sinclair and um everyone uh, again sinclair will be at pride Summerfest here in bloomington next weekend um go to the pride website and check out the schedule and uh and definitely in uh look forward to hearing some awesome music. Thank you so much, Sinclair. Thank you. Olivia and Jeff, you guys were great. Thank you. Well, thank you. Take care. We'll see you next weekend. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So we continue with our music selections this evening um, with an intro to this next artist, 
from Out.com. Many of you know um, Brian Justin Crum of America's Got Talent has delivered us, um, he, he's delivered um, some really great songs, but the latest is a stunning ballad, and this time it's in collaboration with LGBT social network Moves, which is M-O-O-V-Z, um, and it's for an anti-bullying campaign that encourages bullied LGBT people to hashtag stay strong. The video features Crumb covering Demi Lovato's Skyscraper alongside photos, videos, and messages from Moves users with the hashtag stay strong. Following Brian Justin Crumb's powerful, powerful renditions of Somebody to Love and Creep, this video and song may be the most emotional that we've ever seen. And this is, again, from Out.com. Here is Brian Justin Crumb with Skyscraper. Skies are crying, I am watching, catching teardrops in my head. Only silence as it's ending, like we never had a chance. Do you have to make me feel like there's nothing left of me? You can take everything I have You can break everything I have Like I'm made of glass Like I'm made of paper Go on, try to tear me down I will be rising from the ground Like a skyscraper Take everything I have You 
can break everything I am Like I'm made of glass No, like I'm made of paper Oh, go on and try to tear me down I will be rising from the ground Like a skyscraper Support for WFHB and Blooming Out comes from The Back Door, downtown Bloomington's queerest bar, dance club, and venue. From live bands and DJs to drag shows and karaoke, there's something for everyone every day of the week. The Back Door is located at 207 South College in the alley behind Atlas Bar. For more information, please look on Facebook or on their website, bckdoor.com. We are back with Blooming Out on WFHB, and we are really pleased to have Stormy Dayhuff now joining us. Um, for those of you that have been listening to the show since, oh, probably about November, I'd say, um, Stormy is, we've been saying Stormy's name because she is very responsible for Open Doors, the uh, uh, segment that we've been including here on Blooming Out. And um, you'll recognize her name um, because of that. Um, her work was in conjunction with a class project for IU's media school, and she's now joined us on the show and will be bringing Open Doors to us as a permanent series, uh, but likely with a few variations. So Stormy, welcome to Blooming Out. Hi. We're, yeah, we're happy to have you with us and to learn more about you and you know the work you've already done and where you hope this series will go. Yeah, um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, kind of a strange, surreal experience. <laughs> um, I first created Blooming Out um, because I noticed that there was a need for Bloomington's youth to have um, a place where they could go to listen to other people's stories to maybe get up the courage to tell their own story. Right. And also I think there's, um, a lot of solidarity in it because everybody has a story, um, whether it's big, small, happy, or sad, um, and I think that they're all worth telling. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think that's a really interesting thought too. Is that you know a lot of like I always say that my coming out was very like uneventful because everyone was just cool with it, but like it's still a story, mm-hmm. right? So it's still interesting to hear that like for some people it won't be you know eventful, and for other people it was you know very traumatic or mm-hmm. something, but they still got through it. Yeah. So. I, I find it interesting that, um, and for those um, who have listened to Open Doors, um, that they're not really long stories. <laughs> they're not, you know, yeah. they're 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 rather brief, but there's a lot of information, a lot of a lot of you know that person's personal message or story packed into that. Mm-hmm. Um, what what gave you that idea? Maybe to use that particular format where you know you just wanted to have someone talking telling their story briefly but not you know going into 
a lot of things. Really, it 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 is about open doors. It do you do you follow what I'm <laughs> what I'm getting at? <laughs> yeah, um, I like the brief format because it allows people to get comfortable with the subject, but at the same time, um, it allows it allows the subject to not divulge everything about okay. their life. Right. Um, so yeah, it allows the viewer and the listener to be able to connect on a different level. Um, and with the short stories, I I have the belief that acceptance um, and understanding are like the same thing. So uh, right. um, I feel a big reason why a lot of people don't um, accept people of the LGBT community is because they don't necessarily understand. So I think that these short formats help get their stories out, help get their information out in a tight little package that is easy to understand. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You, you don't overwhelm. You <laughs> just, ju- just give the basics. But I, I find that, um, you know, some of them are amusing. Some of them are emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much they, they, they run the gamut. Mm-hmm. Um, was, was that something, you know, based on their story? So it could be anything. It could be funny, sad. Yeah. Um, like, uh, my fiance's story was aired. I believe hers was the first, one of the first ones to air. Um, and hers was kind of funny to begin with. Um, and then I had another um, person's air and his was a little bit sadder and his family didn't necessarily accept him as much and they still don't. Um, but I think that that's really telling of the makeup of the community. Sure. Um, and that allows for people to understand the different aspects and different people of the community. Would you say that most of the people that you've had on Open Doors are from Bloomington or are they from all kinds of places? Um, They're all from Bloomington and all of different walks of life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, So whether they've moved here or um, I guess moved away from here, um, not many have, Um, but all call Bloomington home. Right. Yeah. Now, do you do you find them? Do they find you? How? Um, it's How kind of like like a friend of a friend, or sure. um, like I work with them, or I work with their boyfriend, or mm-hmm. I work with you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a couple of people that I found through um, another place where I work. Uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> and so it's just through those little channels. I'm curious, has anyone ever contacted you that has heard the show, heard the format by chance and said, hey, I want to <laughs> tell my story? <laughs> um, I haven't had anyone contact me to do that. Um, a couple of my close friends have told me that, you know, it's really cool and that they wouldn't mind being on the show, but sure. I don't know if anyone's brave enough to like pipe up. And <laughs> <laughs> now you yourself have had a segment on yeah, Open Doors, right? Yeah. yeah. Can you kind of give us a taste of what that was? Um, I came out to my mom when I was 18, I believe, the summer that I met my fiance. Um, And I told her that I had just met this really wonderful person and that, you know, she was everything that I'd ever wanted. Um, And at first she was maybe slightly hesitant, but um, she was always really, really accepting um, and always accepting of Christy and our relationship. Um, my dad, I never really had to come out to my dad. It was like he just knew. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, parents have a funny way. Of <laughs> 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 so, they do. Yeah, I'd brought Christy around before, um, 
and I guess he just picked up on it. <laughs> so what, um, do you have any any plans on, you know, the, the, the future of Open Doors, the, the format, changing anything, um, or just everyone has a different story, so mm-hmm. that might be what changes? Or? I think that if I were to ever change it, the format, I would want to change it into maybe longer podcast sessions okay, um, or right. podcast-like sessions where mm-hmm. I had like two or three different people come in and like we all talk and communicate and compare, you know what I, can, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, awesome. I think that I would like to add maybe some music or um, something to well, we, we, twiddle we, in. <laughs> we, we'd love to hear it all because so far we've been really super impressed. Thank you for, for making that a part of Blooming Out, for sharing it with us. Thank you. So that, again, that's the Open Doors um, segments, and you will hear them on Blooming Out. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. If someone does want to contribute their story, do you have somewhere that they can send it? Um, Yes. Or get into contact with you? Um, They can email me at sdayhuff, D-A-Y-H-U-F-F, at indiana.edu, and I will be happy to interview. Okay. Perfect. (laughs) Thanks again, Stormy. Thank you. All right. Well, um, it's now it's time for our final music break of the evening, and we want you to get ready to dance. Dutch electronic house music producer, remixer, and DJ Sidney Sampson is now in the music spotlight with a killer new anthem to destroy the dance floor. The new song is called Love is Our Destination, and it was the main theme of this year's Dreamfields Music Festival, which took place on July 9th in the Netherlands. The anthem includes the, includes the uncredited guest vocals of his wife, uh, Dutch dance music diva, singer-songwriter Ava Simmons, who has recently collaborated with Samson on her previous hit, Blood Fire. The video features beautiful female couples sharing intimate moments on and off the dance floor. Here is Eva Simmons and Sydney Sampson with Escape from Love. on me I don't know what I'm doing hope I will be just fine if I let my feelings out for real I had a good time just had enough for your mind can I really let you go
You just listened to Escape from Love here on Blooming Out. Now it's time for our LGBTQ plus area event calendar. Mark your calendars as the GLBT Student Support Services Office is ready to welcome students back for the start of the fall semester at IU. From 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on August 19th, free confidential HIV testing will be offered. You may visit the office to get tested during IU's annual block party on 7th Street. The Back Door will unofficially kick off Summerfest next Friday, August 26th, with a show featuring Orlando Pulse's Axel Andrews and Kaja Adonis. The, they will be uh, raising money for their Pulse family. Show is at 11 p.m. and cover is $7. More information can be found on the Back Door Facebook page. Get out that gay agenda and mark your calendar for August 27th. Join 10,000 people in celebration of LGBTQA plus folks at hashtag Pride Summerfest. It's the largest event of its kind in Bloomington. Summerfest will be from 2 to 11 p.m. on Kirkwood Avenue between Walnut and Lincoln Streets. The official Pride after party begins at 11 p.m. at the Bishop. Drink specials will be available all night. And finally, there's more. Cardinal Spirits will host Sunday brunch from 10 to 2 on August 28th. Food, drink specials, and the chance to have a toast with the Summerfest performers will all be happening in one spot. Volunteers are still needed for the event, and more information can be found on the Bloomington Pride website and on Facebook. Join Prism Youth Community for the Know Your Glow Party, a glow stick black light dance extravaganza in conjunction with Summerfest. There will be pizza and games from 8 to 9 p.m. and then a glow-tastic dance party from 9 until 11 p.m. The event will be held at Rhino's All Ages Club and is free and open to anyone ages 12 to 20. More information can be found on PRISM's Facebook page. Well, we'd like to thank um, everyone for tuning in tonight. If you're interested in volunteering here at WFHB or for our show, uh, Blooming Out, contact volunteer at wfhb.org. If you'd like to add your event to our event calendar, please email us at bloomingout at wfhb.org. You can also call us at 812-323-1200, tweet us at Blooming Out WFHB, visit our Blooming Out Facebook page, or visit us, find us on Instagram. The executive producer of Blooming Out is Joe Crawford. The producer is Ryan Shaddy, and the board engineer is Sarah Hetrick. I'd like to take a quick second to say happy birthday to my co-host, Jeff Poling, because <laughs> it's his birthday today. Well, thank you, Olivia. You're welcome. For Blooming Out and Jeff Poling, I'm Olivia Davidson. Tune in again next week at 6 p.m. or listen to us online at bloomingout.com. Thank you for joining us on Blooming Out. Be sure to find us online for past episodes, behind-the-scenes exclusives, and more at bloomingout.com. And don't